It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. We're often told that our mind is much like a computer. That's certainly true in terms of our default settings. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. In the second segment, no interview this week, but rather a look at the dramas that are part of these default settings we're discussing, ours and those of others, and how to work effectively within them. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. People tend to like, trust, respect, and are more likely to be influenced by those who have the ability to remain calm and thoughtful. We can all achieve this. We just may need to change our default setting. What is that? Well, in computer science, the default setting is a particular setting or value for a variable that is assigned automatically by an operating system and remains in effect unless canceled or overridden by the operator. An example would be, Susan changed the default setting for the font in the word processing program. Now, your default setting is your natural response, or more likely your reaction, to a certain stimulus. Much like a computer, we tend to act the way we've always acted, or the way that is most natural to us. When an uncomfortable situation occurs, what is your default setting? Do you get uptight, panicky, angry, nervous, or hyper? Do you yell or become aggressive, act forceful? Do you do this unconsciously and realize only later you've overreacted, if you even realize it at all? Or do you remain calm? Do you stay in control and rationally assess the situation? Do you automatically slow down to make sure you're considering everything carefully? Your default setting to pressure situations is directly proportional to your ability to problem solve, to live in the solution, and to lead whether a team, business, charity, family, etc. This is so, so important. Now, there's good news. As operator of your own system, you can override your natural default setting. And you can even help others to do the same. An excellent example of this is Lisa Wilbur, a friend of mine and a top Avon consultant. She's their fourth highest money earner in the country. She's also the owner of the personal development company, The Winner in You. One day, she received a panicky phone call from one of her consultants who had a catastrophic problem. Now, as you may have guessed, by the way I said catastrophic problem, the problem wasn't catastrophic at all. It was inconvenient, not catastrophic. But the consultant, congruent with her current default setting, reacted with panic. So when she called Lisa, she was already upset and agitated. Fortunately, Lisa's default setting is set on calmness and serenity, so she simply walked her through the situation, and together they came up with a solution. She would not have been able to do that if her default hadn't been on the right setting, allowing her to first reframe the context for her consultant. Is it always easy to handle what life throws at us? Of course not. However, generally speaking, Any potential problems or challenges, 
whether you're leading other people or just yourself, will be easier to understand, deal with, figure out, and move past successfully when approached calmly. But can you really actually change your default setting after living with it for so long? Absolutely. Just follow these six steps to reset yourself for calm. Number one, decide you want to change and that from now on, your default setting will be on calm. Number two, vividly imagine that the next time a potentially upsetting situation occurs, you become calm. Now, I want you to imagine that and picture it and run through it in your mind again and again and again and again. So that number three, when the next such situation occurs, you default to calm. Number four, forgive yourself if you slip up. We all do. Number five, when you do default to calm, take great pleasure in the fact that you did. And number six, know that since you did it once, you have the ability to do it every time. Now, will you do it correctly every time? Probably not. I know I don't. We're all human. We make mistakes. But we're much further along than we were before. The ability to remain calm when others aren't is another separator that creates influence and allows us to gently persuade. It's also a huge help when turning potential adversaries into allies. After all, as in the previous example with Lisa, that rare person who stays calm controls not only themselves, but the entire process. That's the great leader, the powerful, genuine influencer. This reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books, As a Man Thinketh, the timeless classic by James Allen, published in 1915. I'll paraphrase the quote just a bit to bring it a little bit more modern. The more tranquil a person becomes, the greater his or her success, their influence, and their power for good. He or she is like a shade-giving tree in a thirsty land or a sheltering rock in a storm. And that's exactly what Lisa was for her team member, wasn't she? What we saw in that example with Lisa is that when you've programmed or reprogrammed your own default setting correctly, it actually helps you to work more effectively within the default settings and the dramas of others. And we'll look at that a bit deeper right after this. Pick up John David Manson, my newest book, The Go-Giver Influencer. Set in the same fictional city as the first two Go-Giver books, it features two young, ambitious business people, Jillian Waters, chief buyer for a national chain of pet accessory stores, and Jackson Hill, founder of a small but growing manufacturer of all-natural pet foods. Each has something the other wants. To Jackson, it's the possibility of reaching more animals if he can negotiate terms that will protect his company's integrity. To Jillian, it's about giving her company a distinct competitive advantage in the marketplace if she can persuade Jackson to give them an exclusive. Of course, there's a surprise ending. Marshall Goldsmith says this may be the most important go-giver book yet and adds that in today's polarized world, it could not be more timely. Read the first two chapters of The Go-Giver Influencer by visiting thegogiver.com or just click the link in the show notes. Inspired years ago by a particular teaching in James Redfield's best-selling 
the Celestine Prophecy, I developed a concept I refer to as personal dramas. These are emotional reactions we have when faced with stressful situations, including interpersonal confrontations. They are totally unconscious behaviors, and while not even aware we're displaying them, they cause us to falsely believe we are in control of ourselves and in control of the situation at hand. I suspect we all have these to a certain degree. They manifest differently for different people. Anger, panic, domination, victimhood, etc. Understanding personal dramas led me to understand default settings a lot better. I began realizing, first in myself and then in others, the insidious tendency to default into personal dramas. Knowing that most people did not recognize this inclination, it made sense that arguments could occur and accelerate as a result. It seemed I could increase my influence if I could both consciously reset my own default settings and work successfully within the default settings of others. We've been discussing this in this episode. Now, putting this into practice over the years, I found that, indeed, not only are pressure situations simpler to handle, but I can also much more easily turn potential adversaries into allies. And yes, you can do this too. There are only three steps. Number one, if necessary, change your default setting. You can do this using the six steps we discussed in the previous segment. Number two, notice and understand the other person's default setting. Number three, handle his or her default setting appropriately. Let's look at step three in action through some personal examples. Joe, uh, not his real name, of course, had done private contract work for me for, for many, many years. Great guy, terrific guy, and he's truly superb at his job. His only challenge, in my opinion, was his default setting. When faced with a pressure situation, it's usually set to, I can't. In other words, when asked about a certain task, he immediately tells me it can't be done, that it's impossible. That's just Joe. It's the way he's programmed. It doesn't change the fact that he's a good person or excellent at what he does or the fact that he saved my rear end on numerous occasions. Nor does it change the fact that whatever he's dealing with is not at all impossible, and he always came through for me in the end. Again, it's just his default setting. And rather than try and change him, I just worked within that context. Because I now understood his default setting, I could just wait it out. I'd tell him what I needed and then wait for him to tell me that he can't do it, that he couldn't do it, it wouldn't work, it's impossible. <laughs> then I'd wait a few more moments while he processes the information. And yes, he does that every single time and then tells me how he can do it. And then he does. In other words, Joe handles what he sees as stressful situations by First, giving himself breathing room. He says it can't be done. Now, again, I don't think he does that consciously. I think that's just what he does. When I used to immediately, and with frustration, which was my default setting, ask him why not or say, of course it can, you've done it before, it would set him into panic mode and would actually delay the situation. Instead, I would simply let him go through his processing routine. 
Uh, let's look at a different situation. Sue, again, not her real name, is a longtime friend of mine. She considers me, if not a mentor, then certainly a trusted sounding board when she's deciding what new direction to take. Sometimes, because we're close, I'll volunteer an idea without being asked. Regardless of what I suggest, she immediately becomes anxious and says something like, well, I don't think that would work for me, or I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. That's her default setting. So now, after I make the suggestion and before she responds, I quickly say, don't decide now. In fact, it might or might not be a good move for you. Think about it for a day or so in order to weigh the options. The phrase, don't decide now, and think about it for a day or so, you've heard me talk about this before, what I call the out or back door. For people like Sue who have to work through all the angles before accepting a new idea, having an emotional escape route helps them grow both more confident and more comfortable. They don't feel pressured, even self-pressured. And they're more likely to carefully consider the option in a responsive rather than a reactive way. The phrase, might or might not, also serves as an out, uh, moving it from a directive to a choice and provides the person with that same sort of comfort. So using this method helps Sue make decisions based on her excellent sense of logic rather than on a reactive default setting and drama. Most people have a default setting, and they have a right to it, whether it serves them or not. And regardless of whether they're close friends or loved ones, co-workers, sales prospects, or a stranger you'll deal with only once, if it's important to influence them to your way of thinking, you need to acknowledge this and work effectively within their framework. The more you can help them operate their default setting successfully, the better you can lead, persuade, and influence successfully, creating solution-based decisions and outcomes. Rather than simply working successfully within their default setting, well, can you actually help them change theirs? Sure, but they must want to do so. If you have a relationship with that person where they're willing to let you help them, simply take them through the six steps we talked about earlier. However, please know that you cannot do this during the time of conflict when the default setting has been triggered. It must be done when they're not in an emotional state. Regardless of whether you're, at best, able to help someone change their default settings even when you're not there, or even if you're only able to or if it's only appropriate for you to work effectively within their default settings while you're with them, the ability to do this will make you enormously more influential and help you to bring immense, exceptional value to the lives of everyone you deal with. There'll also be a lot less drama regarding life's and people's dramas. In terms of a takeaway from this episode, how do you do when it comes to your default setting? Where does your default naturally go? If it's not to a place that's productive for you and for others, are you willing to go through the steps we discussed to actually change your default setting and make it work for you rather than against you? Then, can you work within the default settings of others and keep the dramas, both yours and theirs, from dominating future situations? please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. John David Manns and my new book, The Go-Giver Influencer, is on sale at bookstores both online and traditional. 
Visit thegogiver.com and download chapters one and two, or just click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review, and your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.